In the following live session recording, Bill Hegedus, family pastor of Bethlehem Church in Bethlehem, Georgia, discusses creativity in kids' ministry. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut in kids' ministry? The listener will hear from one of the most creative family pastors in the country to see how to take the kids' ministry at your church to the next level. Let's join Bill now. Awesome. Well, let me start off our time with prayer, all right? Uh, dearly Father, Lord, just thank you so much for just how amazing that you are, Lord. I just thank you for just everybody that's here uh, at this conference, Lord. I just thank you for just our heart uh, and desire just to continue to grow and learn ways to uh, continue to share uh, with kids, with the next generation, with those that we come in contact, just the, the importance of having a relationship with you. I pray you would uh, be with us as we talk about this conversation of creativity. Lord, I pray you would just give us a great time today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my name is Bill Hegedus, and I am the family pastor for Bethlehem Church, which is uh, near Athens, Georgia. In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem. Yes. Yes. And I always have the better saying, where's Bethlehem? And I'm like, it's near Athens. And then everybody's like, go dogs. And then I have to tell them I'm a Tennessee volunteer fan. <laughs> hey, you know what? Over the past few years, it's been really nice because people have kind of like treated me differently because when I say I'm a Tennessee Volunteers fan, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, we're, we're, we're rooting for you. You guys can win a game. Yes. It's like being a Cleveland Browns fan, I guess, or something, you know. But, uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about a great subject. It's my favorite. Yes, I, I do have more papers, actually. Um, the cool thing about this is you just get to take notes however you like. So. I got more right here. Who else needs one? It's just way to take notes. It's a different way to take notes. So they're giving you fill in the blanks. I'll let you guys kind of just decide how you like to take notes. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, creativity. It probably brings a lot of different words. Like, you're, you're, it probably brings a lot of different thoughts in your mind when you think about creativity. And when I think about creativity and why it's important um, when it comes to kids is because every Sunday, we actually get a chance to be super creative, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel and sharing biblical truths with kids, uh, whether it's preschool, whether it's elementary. Actually, let's, uh, let me do this. Who in here works with preschoolers? Anybody in here work with preschoolers? Okay. Who in here works with uh, elementary age students? Okay. Anybody in here work with like uh, middle school and students? All right. Awesome. Awesome. It takes a different level of creativity for each of these. Okay. So, and some require some require more caffeine. Some require like you know. Uh, uh, yes. We will, be, we will be giving out a recipe for Ridland cupcakes at the end. Just kidding. But uh, uh, so we, each Sunday we get an opportunity to teach kids about Jesus. And it's really important because um, I put this just as a little statement because kids need to understand their faith before they can own it and live it out. The whole idea on creativity is, for, is to present whatever we're going to be teaching or whatever we're doing in a way that they can understand it, no matter what level that they're at. Because if they can understand it, they can own it. When they own it, that means that it's a choice that they've decided that it's something that they believe. They've, making that, they've taken that to be personal. 
and that gives them the next opportunity, which means that they can live that out. Same way when it comes to salvation. The first thing that you've got to do whenever you present the gospel is you have to make it very understandable for them. Because if they understand it, they can own it, and then they can live it out. They can't do it out of that order. It has to be in that order. Because if they try to live it out, but they don't understand it, they're not going to be successful. So that, again, that's the importance of that. Um, you know, being creative really, really matters uh, because in today's world, kids face a lot of different uh, situations like than they've ever had before. And we've all heard the statistics, you know, 70% of of uh, people from 18 and under, are, that's, that's usually the age group where when people come to know Christ. 70% of people that come to know Christ do so before the age of 18. So that's a huge, huge uh, mission field for us. And it's also helping equip the next generation that's coming behind us, you know, and teaching them the importance of having a personal relationship with Christ. But the other reason why it's, it's I, I love that it, it's really kind of um, helps you kind of focus on that because they're facing different situations than we've ever faced. And their source of truth and their source of where they go to isn't mom and dad anymore, which is kind of crazy. A lot of times when they're not sure about something and they want to learn something, this especially happens from third grade all the way up through student ministry, where's the first thing you think that they go to before they ask mom and dad? Google it. I can Google it. I can ask Siri, you know. She'll tell me, you know. So uh, they, 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 can, they can Google that information. And so what happens is, is instead of having conversations around it, they're left to interpret different uh, situations, different, different uh, things about life, you know, whether it's, you know, especially, you know, nowadays uh, kids are being exposed to more adult themes, younger and younger. Uh, the most difficult transition in a kid's life right now is actually from elementary school to middle school. It used to be middle school to high school. The reason why now it's elementary school to middle school, and, and there's so much different uh, um, research that's come out on this, and there's some great, great books, I mean, uh, and some uh, other statistics that came out. Uh, George Barna, they did a, a thing called Gen Z, and it has all these different statistics about, about kids, and it was saying that you know less than 6% of kids 13 and below actually have a biblical worldview. Okay, so like students, you know, that are coming, through, you know, through in this generation, they, they don't have a biblical worldview. In other words, they don't believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. They believe it's full of great teachings, but they don't under, they don't understand. So again, we've got a lot of things that, that that point back to the fact that they don't understand, but yet they would say that they're spiritual. You know, yes, I believe in faith, and I believe, in, but but they don't understand that, and that's why they're when they go through this transition of this gray area from fifth grade into sixth grade, they're in a span of about uh, uh, seven weeks, eight weeks between, you know, between the time they graduate fifth grade to the time they start sixth grade, okay? They have to make this huge leap because they're going from watching Disney Channel, okay, in fifth grade to going to sixth grade and they're walking the same halls here, all kinds of language, all kinds of talk from, from eighth graders and different things like that. So what do we do to help create them and equip them to be able to understand their faith, but also to own it and live it out? And that's where I believe that creativity comes in, 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 uh, into place. So um, when you think of creativity, you know, God is the absolute ultimate creative person. 
there's no way that Trump's going, you know, because we see his creativity every day, you know? And if you watch any kinds of like documentaries or different things like that, you're just like, I don't even understand how some of this stuff happens, but just you see God's creativity on display. You know, even how the verse says, you know, that even the heavens, the earth, everything cries out, you know, and rejoice, and, and you know, and, and praises his name because, I mean, throughout all creation, that's what it is. If I was going to put uh, creativity on a, a modern person, I would say that uh, you, the argument would be made that Walt Disney would be probably the most uh, creative person in, in modern time. So, anybody in here a Disney, Disney fan, by the way? Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Disney fan. I loved seeing the way that he has used creativity to be able to, to uh, engage people. So, one of my actual favorite quotes from Walt Disney is this quote right here, and it's a, it says, whatever you do, do it well, do it so well that when people see you do it, they will want to come back and see you do it again. Then they want to bring others to show them how well you do what you do. It's a great quote. Here's the funny thing. Do you know that Walt Disney, there's a lot of things that he did that were actually very biblical principles that people attribute to him, but they were actually written down thousands of years before he was even born. For example, you could use this verse right here in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. All right, how about this one? In Colossians 3, uh, 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So what I think is really cool about this, okay, is see, Walt Disney's was geared more towards customers. You know, what, the, what, what, his, what, his, uh, what he was pointing things to. He wanted to give families uh, a shared experience. Like what we do is we're doing everything that we do needs to point back to God point back to Christ. So it's not about what we do that's amazing, all the bells and whistles, all the different things that we can create, all that different stuff. When it comes to creativity and everything that we need to do always has to point back to why we're doing it. And why we're doing it is to glorify God. Helping these kids, helping turn on the, the spiritual light, creating that wow moment, that aha moment in kids' lives. So, Walt Disney was a great entertainer. And he knew entertainment. That's not what I'm suggesting for Sundays. I, what I, wanna, what I, wanna, I want you guys to think is I want you to think engagement, not entertainment. There's a, there's a big difference. There is a big difference. Engagement also makes things on a personal level. Um, whenever you go to see a show or to see different things, there's things that they do to entertain but it's never necessarily as engaging as kind of like making it more on a personal level, making it more connect, you know, drawing people in, um, getting on their level. And when you're dealing with kids, that's extremely, extremely, extremely important. So I'm gonna give you just a couple keys, and these are like keys to creativity, all right? And you're gonna be like, oh, okay, like uh, these, are, these are different, these are unique, um, but they're actually, they're, they're just, they're time-honored, you know, things that I've found when it comes to creativity. And the first one is, of course, time. Creativity takes time. You can't necessarily rush it. And creativity, to do things where you're going to set, uh, like, the stage for different things, or you want to you wanna do something that really makes a point, you need to take the time and the effort 
So it may take, you know, longer time to set up something. It may take, uh, uh, you know, getting, uh, spending more time doing some research on, on how to be able to make a point very clear to kids. It, ta it takes time. So you have to be willing to spend some extra time. And we're going to talk about how we do that in different environments. And the cool thing is, this is going to be a lot of questions and answers. So if you have any questions, we're going to, we're, we'll definitely be hitting those um, throughout the process of this. Because one thing that I've learned is all of us are way more creative than just one of us. So I don't have all the answers. These are just things that I've learned from different people. I've learned from, you know, from, from reading scriptures, from being, you know, around uh, other creative people. Uh, from some principles that I've learned from even reading some of the books about how, how Disney has done things and uh, even uh, some other books about being creative and like, uh, making the Bible come to life for kids. Um, so these are some things that I've learned. Next one is intentionality. So I'm going to give you four of them. Intentionality. That means that you doing it with a purpose. There has to be an intention behind it. Okay, intentionality is super, super key because it helps you focus on how they learn best and again, getting things on their level. Because our goal is always going to be to create an, an, engaging spirit, uh, an engaging experience for them every week. So not only the intentionality, but the next piece of this, which is, um, if it works, Consistency. So intentionality and consistency. So again, that's coming back week after week. The same level of commitment. Because it can't be just a one, when it comes to creativity, it can't be just a one and done. You know, it can't be just something seasonal. Oh, every Christmas we'll do this or every this. Like creativity be, should be something that you put in every week into your into your lessons, into your presentation, whatever you're doing to be able to make a point. Yes. Do you have a creativity team that helps you out? Point number four, <laughs> teamwork, yes, teamwork, point number four, that is awesome, I like run on cue, run on cue, because um, with creativity, yeah, you can't do it alone, you really can't do it alone, uh, creativity works best in teams because, and this is the other thing, and this is what I found personally, you know, when you have a team, it also helps fight because if you're a creative person and you want to do something, it's going to help you fight that urge instead of it being the, uh, I'm just going to use my name, okay? Instead of it being the bill show, that it's, you know, that it's the service. It's all of us together. We're doing this. Because it's not about me putting my talents and my stuff on display. It's about all of us working together to make the message of Christ very clear and understandable to kids. Because sometimes when it comes to creativity, so, you know, um, you can fight that urge. I got to be the most creative person in the room. I got to be, you know, this, you know, I really want to get the praise for it. It's not. That's something you kind of have to fight against a little, you know, um, when it comes to doing different things like that, when it, uh, especially sets or whatever, or teaching. You have to do it to, with a teamwork because you, do, you, you don't want to do this by yourself. If you do it by yourself, then it just then it comes about you and not about Christ. That's, that's what I believe. And then I believe it also robs others of being part of, 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 of seeing what God's doing, but also having ownership in that. Because if I have a team, let's say I create a creative team and I've got, I've got you three, you guys are, you guys are on my creative team. Um, you know, 
everybody's going to have different ideas and everybody's going to see things from a different view. So there's going to be certain things that Rose, Rosie, right? Yeah. That Rosie's going to say that'll be like, oh yeah. And it's going to be like, that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, one of the best illustrations that I got was from um, one of our, our senior ladies. Uh, this was probably about 15 years ago when we were talking about the Trinity. Yeah, there was the, in, the, in the lesson plan, it was kind of like a little uh, confusing how uh, they were explaining the Trinity. And she's like, well, how I learned, you know, was through an egg. They used the, the three layers of an egg. It's one egg, but it's got a shell, it's got a white, and it's got a yolk. I'm like, yes, we're, we're using that. That's fantastic. <laughs> You know, but I wouldn't have thought of that on my own, but like having people around say, okay, how can we make the, the Trinity something that the kids can actually understand? Bringing an egg, doing a game with an egg, you know, like all these different things, you know, like, hey, you know, it, it helps create that picture in kids' minds, okay? So those are the, again, those are the four keys to creativity, okay? Time, intentionality, consistency, and teamwork. So let's see how those work in your different areas. All right, so creativity in all areas. This is where we're gonna really dig into some fun stuff. All right, first area is environment. This is where we're gonna, we're gonna talk a, a, quite a little bit about this. What your environment looks like helps set the stage or the tone for a kid's experience when they walk in, okay? Uh, what do you think kids want to do most when they come to church? Play. Play. Okay. How about students? Oh, oh. Out around <laughs> text, yeah. Yeah, okay. Text. All right. So when you, create, when you create an environment, what is something that, what, what would be something that you would put in an environment that you think would be a place that a, a child would go, I want to go there, I want to go there every Sunday. I want to, I want to do that. Mom, mom, why do we go to church? You know, and can Tommy spend the night because I want him to go to church with us. You know, what are some things that, what would you say, some, what would you think in your mind would be some things that you could do that would maybe make it an inviteable place? Since um, I know kids like to play and they love animals, I'll probably have little, uh, little chickens. Rabbits, huh? rabbits, chickens inside. A petting zoo. Petting zoo, yeah. Okay. As long as they don't eat the pellets, you're fine. <laughs> But they're in the cage, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a great idea, especially if you're talking about different uh, things like, you know, Noah's Ark or whatever. Now, I don't know about the girls, but I know the boys like competition, so I was just thinking like a Jenga game yeah. or something, right? When they come in, you know, they play. Yeah, that's a great, great idea. That's a fantastic idea. I think probably, you know how you take pictures of those different things you hold in front of yeah. you at birthday parties and things? Yeah. Oh, oh, props. Yeah, props. Yeah. Yes. Like that. The kids love to be able to do that. Yeah, awesome. What about preschoolers? Bubbles. We got some preschoolers. Bubbles. Bubbles. Although there's some volunteers that are like bubbles are of the devil. <laughs> I can't stop blowing bubbles because the kids are like more bubbles, more bubbles. No, yeah. That's where you get the machine. You get the machine. We learned letters of the devil too. Litter. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. Litter. Yes. Litter. Yes. No, we don't use that. So yeah. Um, what else? What else? Play-Doh, watercolors. Play-Doh, watercolors. Okay. Hula hoops. Room full of hula hoops. That's awesome. Balloons or ball. I don't like anything popping so balls that they could pass back balloons, balls, yeah, all that stuff. Well, children are always going to check out the playground as they go past anywhere. Uh -huh. I want to go there. You know, uh -huh. if you have a good-looking playground, mm -hmm. that's dicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We have just. Um, um, 
renovated ours, no? you know, because we just how we're reaching out to the community to build the children's ministry back up, the children's back up, so we had not even to do some yep. work on playgrounds. Now, we just also re renovated our children's area. Now, I'm, and here's the thing, so like, uh, and I'll, I'll just show some pictures here towards the end and kind of show you kind of a couple of things that we've done to kind of like be intentional for each different age group. Uh, but what's very interesting is, you know, and some things will work at some churches and some things won't. Um, but the cool thing is, is that all your ideas are absolutely fantastic. They're great. And the cool thing, if you think about that, changing stuff up like that week after week, so it's something new, something fresh, it's really, really a great, great thing to do when it comes to capturing kids. Because in and, and preschool, it's also it's super important. You want an environment, uh, one of the things that we did is we used to have gates at the doorway right here. And uh, there were metal gates and parents would drop off their kids and they'd hand them over. Anybody have the gates, by the way, in preschool? Okay. What we did is we came in and we built a little half wall right about here and kind of turned the corner and put the gate on this side. Put mats over here so the kids couldn't see the parents as they're walking up and down the hallway. Wow, smart idea. Only reason being because I remember walking down the hallway and we had classrooms on both sides and you got kids shaking and crying. It's like walking the green mile of preschool. <laughs> So, and, yeah. oh yeah, and, 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 and immediately you got somebody crying and stuff, it's like, you know, that, that's going to make another kid apprehensive. You want things that uh, are, are intentional, that create a, a, a sense of um, safety, cleanliness, relaxation, you know, like, you know, like, this is a place I, can, I, I really want to be. I can, I can relax, I can have a lot of fun, this is, this is awesome. So when it comes to like creating an environment, things that you want to do, and you have to think through it, you know, creativity also has, like, it, it can have no limits, but it's got to have boundaries in, <laughs> in a sense, you know, because you want to think safety first. Bungee jumping for, you know, kindergartners is probably not way to go, you know, um, you know, but there's different things that you can kind of do that would be a lot, a lot of fun for them, but you have to think through the levels of safety and, you know, uh, what does it look like for the parents? Those kind of things. Creativity comes with, with uh, thinking through all the aspects, which is really cool because when you think of an idea and you've got the teamwork, so again, this comes back to the teamwork. As a mom, you can see something that I might not. Yes. Okay? Yeah. I have a three-year-old little girl. No, I don't have three. My, my, my kids are grown, but let's just say I have, I have a three-year-old little girl, so in my mind, oh, this is, you know, that... She's got a three-year-old little boy, you know, my girl is really, really sweet. Her boy may be super hyperactive, you know, like, oh, my, my kid will plow through this in like no time. Like, you know, like he's gonna launch those things as like, you know, weapons, you know? Uh, so those kind of things. So that's the great thing is you're allowed to, when creativity, uh, you have multiple people in the room, it allows you to help you mold and formulate your ideas. So they, which is really kind of cool how even Walt Disney had did it when he came up with something that's called a multi-plane uh, uh, animation thing. It actually allowed um, you to do worse perspective on, on animation films. And this was like set the tone for like years, but it wasn't just his idea. He created a whole department called Imagineers. You guys ever hear of Imagineers? Yeah. What do they get to do? They get to come up with rides. And all kinds of stuff, you know, like oh, what would be fun? What would we kind of entertain? And then they, 
they don't do that by themselves. They process it. They're like, okay, what do we have to do? What have safety? All these different things. And I think that when you, when the intentionality that they put behind that, we need to put that behind our church, especially when it comes to sharing the message of Christ, because that's what it all comes back to. And an environment helps set that tone. What would you say is probably the most uh, difficult thing about the environment you currently have in your church, if you, uh, if you don't mind sharing? Anybody in here? What would you say the most difficult thing about your environment? Limited space. Limited space. Yeah. Okay. The setup of our building. It's, it, was, it was a really old building that they added onto it, and they added onto it again, and they added onto it again, so it's really awkward. Yeah. We, we literally just did that. We, we, that's what we did at our church. Uh, we had basically built ourselves into like kind of a, a rat's maze and stuff. And uh, so there was stuff and we took over the old student room and like, you know, we had all this stuff and like it was like this monster stage in one area that used to be the old section where they did tear it down. So what we did this past time is we knocked everything out. I mean, the sound booth that was in there, we actually measured it and you could park a class C RV in the footprint of that sound booth. Wow. So there was a lot of like wasted space and like, you know, like, so what we did is we, we were actually able to double the size of the amount of kids that we were able to have in a room. And I'll show you kind of what we did just by basically gutting everything and starting, starting fresh, you know? Um, yeah. It's got to happen. In our church, it's, it was built, oh, it's 152 yeah. years old. So that, that, um, but there's not been any renovations done, so yeah. we're trying to get into the current century. Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard getting some of the people that were there not there. It's hard getting them to understand that we've got to have an inviting and you know look to a church. Yes. So we're trying to modernize some things, and so now our bottom basement. Uh, it had a waterproofing mold problem, so we're gutting that out yeah. and redoing things. And so we're we're in the process. So it's baby steps, but yeah. you've got to make it inviting for you know we're really in a community. It's, it's in the rural area, but but it's it's really in a community that's got so much potential. Yeah, you know to reach all these, these families. Now, what comes also with creativity some is is the roadblocks. And so creativity. That's why it says it takes intentionality, and consistency. So you don't give up on it because there's going to be people like, oh, we can't do that. We can't do this. We can't do that. Oh, yeah, we are. You know, all that stuff. I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, like. This has been here since my grandmother was here. Well, I mean, I, I remember when we, we ran into an issue with, with uh, uh, a church and uh, actually some members of the church were actually suing um, the actual church because they were selling an area that was their, uh, that used to, was, that was their campground. And they wanted to sell the campground, but there's a lot of people that were really upset because, um, you know, kids have been saved there. You know, it's really a big deal. Uh, the reason why they wanted to sell it is because they had built a brand new federal prison right next to the campground. So we didn't want to have the pool next to, you know, the yard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that's, you know. But there were people that were very up in arms about that. So sometimes, you know, you're, you're going to have those, those those different things. But creativity, you know, that's when it even forces your creativity to go into overdrive because, you know, creativity helps you uh, uh, overcome obstacles and hurdles. That's the idea. Again, creating an environment. All right. So when you picture your environment, what's some things that you can do immediately that invite kids inside? but also convey to parents, 
this is an amazing place. This is a place that's going to take care of my kids. That's intentional. This church, it focuses on the next generation. So those are some things that you can start thinking through. Those are questions that you can start asking. So one of the things you could say that is healthy is upgrading. Yeah. Or, you yeah. downgrade and you stay behind with modern age, yeah. you, you lose that environment that you could create. Yeah. Let's just say, like, okay, for example, this this room here. We're just going to... Fresh paint. Okay. So, right. colors. Now, we can we can do some paint. A theme. A theme. Just, but here's the, here's the cool thing. Is you don't necessarily have to overdo it. Okay? okay. The environment can also be set by the different things that you do. So, let's just say that we painted three of the walls, one color, and then just did a focal wall on another. Just painted it. Then just did something very kid-friendly... As far as just, you know, like a simple saying, like, you know, um, you know, that God loves you or, you know, Jesus wants to be your friend forever. Like the three basic truths, you know, um, you, you, from the curriculum that we use, it's like, you know, you know, I, I treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, God loves you. God wants to be your be uh, friend forever. You know, those are kind of some, some truths that they put in there. Um, but you could do just simple things or you could do just a couple of simple like canvases that are kind of like very kid friendly that you can get. That's just, that's just the aesthetics on the wall. But what also invites them in is the things that you have for them to do. So, for example, we have multiple things in our area for kids to be able to do when they first come in. And everything is specifically designed to foster what we want when it comes to them being in at the first part. Okay, they're having fun. But if they're having fun, what's the thing that Baptists are known for? Fellowship, right? Yes. So we use that as, as, as a word, you know. We want the time that they're there, that they're able to connect with their leaders, okay? Because, and everything that they do, it's not individual stuff, it's group stuff. Everything that we do is made for four or more people, okay? Anything that we do, we, we make it so that m multiple people can play or use the same piece uh, of equipment. Uh, for example, we have a Lego wall. Lego wall was so easy to do. You get these panels on on uh, on Amazon, and they're like dirt cheap. And you just get some uh, uh, some uh, uh, molding caulk from Home Depot, and you put that on a piece of plywood, stick it up on the wall, get some Legos. Man, they have. I mean, that is super easy to do. You know, it's a great thing. Um, whiteboards with markers. You know, easy, easy. Just something art that they can kind of all draw together. And in each of these stations, we have leaders that are there with the kids participating in that, you know? There's a couple of, like, game stations, like video game stations, where they'll be racing Mario or playing the old Super Mario or whatever with, with the kids. And, and what it's doing is, is, again, it's giving that time to build relationships with each other and also with their, with their leader, who's going to be speaking truth into their lives. Um, yes? Um, it was one day that I was with my daughter, she was pretty old, and I was trying to find something creative to do with her. So I looked underneath the cabinet where I had my paint. Mm -hmm. So I just painted the wall white, mm -hmm. gave her extra paint, let her paint and just do her hands mm -hmm. on the walls. And that, that lasted almost the whole day. She mm -hmm. was just enjoying herself while I was relaxing because yeah. she was tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was something that out of the blue, like, I need her to do something creative, but at the same time, so I could relax and yeah. as a father, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, 
we think of things that are engaging and are fun for kids, then you also think through the lens of the parents. Checking in, checking out. Is this going to flow? Is this going to work? You know, you know, you, you don't want it to be like chaotic. You don't want it to look like there's just a free-for-all of stuff going on everywhere. You, you know, you want them to be uh, actively being participating in different things without it looking like there's a million things going like all over the place. And it looks like a tornado went through the room. You know, you're, you're thinking through all those areas when it comes to your environment. How do we be creative in that? Again, that's where you get a team together because creativity looks different in each of your environments. And it looks different because everybody has creativity inside them. God put that inside you, okay? We are made in his image and he is the ultimate creator. So there may be people that I don't have any creativity. I guarantee you have some, some creativity. Sometimes it just takes other people to help pull it out, okay? Um, any other questions about environment before we move on? Does that make sense? Now, the, other, the other part of uh, an environment is also thinking through how your volunteers experience it. Because your environment also has to evolve and change, okay? So uh, one of the things that we do on a regular basis, we meet with our small group leaders and stuff like that, and we may change up our environment because you may find something, let's just say that I have you, and you are, you're, you are our third grade girls small group leader, okay? Or Sunday school teacher, all right? Well, the way that we have things set up, it's really causing some issues for you. And you come and you bring it to me. Well, you know what? Maybe our first grade girls leaders also have the same issue. Well, you know, that's great because now let's bring something that we can creatively discuss and figure out a way that makes it work for you because you're actually the one that's there implementing it, doing it, you know, and we need to make sure that the environment is, um, uh, is willing and cohesive enough for you to be able to uh, to do the absolute best that you can do. So there's those three elements, you know, what does it look like for the kids first, parents second, volunteers third. So, all right, next one is worship. Worship. What do you guys do when it comes to worship? How do you do worship? We, uh, I go to New Hope Baptist over in Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah, from here. And, awesome. Uh, our, we have a north campus and a south campus. I go to the north campus, and there we start about what we call 915 because obviously it starts at 915. Yeah. And we'll just go in and sing a few songs with them. We'll have somebody pray, mm -hmm. one of our teachers, and then um, one of the teachers that have been nominated in it um, will do an activity with them. And that's, yeah. that's a first through fifth grade, you know, yeah. all together. And then after that, about 935, 940, then we'll break off into our individual grade. Mm -hmm. But during that 915 to 930 is when we're actually singing, you know, songs, you know, just lifting up praise and worship. Yeah, that's awesome. At the very beginning of the yeah. day. And then we'd like to then we break off into our different grade levels for the actual Bible story and yeah. activities and all that. Which is awesome, and that's 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 great. Anybody else? Anybody do anything different? And do you, uh, now, how many of you guys kind of have a similar format for every grade? You know, like, you know, we just say like, oh, okay, you know, we start out, we do worship, we do our large group, we do, we have a certain format. All right, I'm going to blow your mind and probably say something sacrilegious, so hopefully you guys don't storm out of here, okay? Nowhere in the Bible, at least nowhere that I have found, is an order of service, okay? I don't remember, you know, Paul or Peter saying, hey, by the way, when you start today's group, Make sure that you start out with 15 minutes of worship. 
It's three songs, bridge, then take an offering, <laughs> then do this, you know, like, you know, then you should bring out the small group. So, you know, like, there's no order of service. So, who are we trying to reach? We're trying to reach kids. So, we need to think of how kids engage best. Preschoolers, they love to sing and dance. It's a great way to get them going. We start off with worship, okay? We start off with worship, you know. Uh, our kindergarten to, to third grade, sometimes we'll start off with worship, sometimes we won't. Sometimes we'll do something a little bit different. In our fourth and fifth grade environment, which is our preteen environment, we don't do worship until almost the end, until after our small group time. Now, here's the reason why we do that, okay? This is just, again, this, was, this came through creative meetings and thinking things through, like, why do we have to do things this way? Why is it this way, you know? We thought of things in the lens of the kids. That's like, okay, we want to be able to teach these biblical truths to the kids. We found that kids are more engaged, especially in fourth and fifth grade, going into worship, coming out of their small group time, where they've actually had conversations about Jesus, okay? And about, you know, what it means to be a follower of him versus, all right, we're going to get started. So everybody, like, I hope you're all ready. We're going to do some, we're going to do some exciting worship. Well, you know, like, uh, it, you know, fourth and fifth graders, I don't know if, it, you, anybody in here find fourth and fifth grade kind of hard to kind of get engaged at times, right? What we've done is we've let them actually lead worship, okay? So they've got equipment, Okay, none of it's plugged in, you know. They may not know, like, um, you know, how to play the instrument, but they get up there and they actually lead. Okay, we actually turn that over to them, and it has been tremendous. And they do songs like what we do in the service. So they'll, they'll do everything from Good Good Father to, you know, like a lot of songs. And they actually get to pick the songs that they get to do, and people get to rotate. It's, it's, it's amazing how they do this. And this was something that they decided as kids that they wanted to do. We brought them in. We gave them some ownership. So how would you like to do worship, you know? Because we noticed they weren't engaging in it the way that we were doing it in kindergarten to third grade. In middle school, it became more uh, more of a spectator kind of thing where the student band was kind of up there and they're just kind of just like, okay, we're just going to wait for this 15 minutes to end because after this 15 minutes is over, we'll get to play a game, you know? Um, So what we wanted to do is we wanted to create that, that spiritual discipline of what worship is. And so that's actually helped kind of feed going forward into all of our areas. But we had to recognize that they learn completely different. And fourth and fifth graders need ownership. Because remember, they're going to go through that transition from elementary school into middle school, which is very, very difficult for them. Very emotional, causes tremendous amount of anxiety. <coughs> Everything that we can do to help equip them to be able to handle these gray areas, make them part of you know what's going on in church and part of their you know being active in their faith is huge it's absolutely huge so there's a lot of things that you can do and you don't have to don't be stuck with an order of service you may find that certain things work different for you than they work for everybody else we've also found that our middle school does best when they start out in small groups and then go and do uh a worship and then they do their game and then they you know then they do their kind of like wrap up message kind of you know we found that that works best for our middle school you know but it can work different for each of you and it's also the environment that you have but the important thing is to ask those questions because those questions will foster creativity when you have those questions you need to filter it through okay how much time is this going to take but you can't 
and give you the mindset this is gonna to take too much time. We could do this, but it's gonna take an extra 40 minutes for us to set up. So um, just to share something with you, you know, when I first uh, came to one of the churches that I was at in, the, uh, in our student ministry, I walked in, they asked me to kind of evaluate it. And the first thing I noticed is, is they, they closed the doors and bands rehearsing and stuff. And um, so for 30 minutes and kids just get to mill around outside in the church lobby. And we have pizza for them. They're going to have a slice of pizza and a water bottle. Then they go into the message, which is exactly the same service that they would get on a Sunday. Okay. But with this, just a student band and a student teacher. Okay. And then they go home. And they were wondering why, like, you know, hey, we're a church for this X amount. Why, why aren't we really grabbing our students? Well, first off, you got to think through the lens of a student. Why is a student there in the first place? They're, a student isn't coming necessarily because, you know what? I woke up this morning and I really wanted to learn, learn about God. Okay. What are they, when, they go to, when they go to student ministry, you guys work at student ministry? What's the number, reason, number one reason why they go to student ministry? Hang out with their friends. Hang out with their friends. Why would you not give them a space to hang out with their friends? So what I did, suggested and what we ended up doing is we, we switched it. Instead of us opening at 7, we open at 6. 6, we have food, but like we have foosball tables, ping pong tables. We have other stuff that's set up for them to have conversation we have like Uno, like all kinds of stuff that's set up for them to be able to have community because that's what they want. And I'm telling you, we, we tripled our numbers just from doing that. And they were showing up in droves early because that's what they wanted to. And then again, it gives you the opportunity because they're there. It's a place they want to. You build those relationships. You get to connect with them. Providing that time is, is, is huge, especially when it comes to the older kids get younger kids are, you know, it's also being there for them and with them, playing with them, doing things, especially in preschool, getting on their level, you know, getting down play with, like it's not just watching them. A lot of times, and this is the other thing I've noticed, a lot of times what you can have is you can have a lot of leaders that tend to be chaperones. Anybody ever have that issue? Instead of being like engaged there, they tend to be a chaperone. Like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, just, you know, I'm just, I'm here to make sure that no kid kills, you know, kills another kid or, you know, gets injured. My goal today is not to fill out an incident report, you know, you know, that's not, that can't be our goal. You know, our goal has to be like, you know, what's really going to engage these kids. So when it comes to worship, you know, think of things, ways that can get them involved, you know, um, uh, I love uh, the curriculum that we use. We use orange. Um, they've got some good worship songs. Uh, some of their their dance moves can be tend to be really complicated, and it's you know, and it might be funny trying to watch like a like a, you know a kindergarten or a first grader trying to figure out like you know some kind of like interpretive dance <laughs> that they can't do whatsoever because they're more focused on the dance move than actual the 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 words of the song, and that's like the whole idea. So like even all the songs that we do. We do a lot of, uh, of songs in our elementary um, from kindergarten all the way to fifth grade that are declarative songs. So especially with boys, they would rather sing like declarative songs rather than like necessarily like a love song. They would like to sing songs, like uh, one of the things we do is uh, the creed. Our fourth and fifth graders love singing the creed. You know, I believe in God the Father, I believe in God the Son. You know, they love that because as they're singing it, what are they doing? They're singing it over and over again, but it's also declarative, you know? It's a declaration. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. You know, I believe in the Holy Spirit. You know, like, 
those those things that they're the, that becomes like the truths that you're talking about. So like those are things that we filter through when we when we're trying to be uh, creative with uh, engaging our kids in worship. Uh, sometimes you can use lights. You don't always have to use lights, but you know sometimes it helps create like a little bit more of an atmosphere for the kids. You know, whatever. You know, like you can use you can use them. You can't. You, you don't have to. The idea is just getting kids to participate. The great way to get kids to participate is if they can see kids up there that are like them, doing it, and not just an adult that's trying to like please whatever you just come on and sing. You know. Stop laying on the floor. You know, you like you want to you want to get them involved in the idea that they want to see themselves uh, up there leading, and that's that's just a huge piece. Next part is storytelling. Yeah. So that's your large group, Bible storytellers. You know, when you're telling a story, one of the things that I believe that you always have to have with you are props. Yes. And your props have to be relevant. You know, so uh, when I start out my message and stuff, and when I come up there, and everybody that comes up there, they come up there and they have they have their Bible with them. Okay, so we talk about you know like okay, today's story comes to us from the book of John, and where's John? John is you know the, you know the, the fourth book of you know in the New Testament. You know we kind of go over like where where it's located in the Bible, and then then we'll open up the story. And, but whatever we do, we try to relate it back to something. <clears throat> and use visual aids that are relevant to them. As you can see, I have this Iron Man helmet here, okay? All right, what do you think we use this for? What would you say, what lesson would you say we use this for? Huh? Power of God. Easy, right? They can relate to this. Oh, that's Iron Man. Bring a kid up, you put the Iron Man helmet on him, you know, oh, they love this. And then you're just like, all right, then you, Oh, and they just stand up there. You break, make a part of the part of the part of the lesson, and you talk about. Okay, this is this is the cool thing about. Sorry, um, this is the cool thing about you know the helmet of salvation is it's protected mind. You know, like all these different things. You talk about what the use of the helmet is, and it draws them in and it helps them create that mental picture. And then there's also times that you'll share stories, okay, and use different props that will that will be relatable to where they're at. So, one of the things when I share a story of the gospel, and I talk about, whenever I share the story of the gospel, and some of you, know, you were in here the, the last service, you know, or the last uh, breakout, you would have heard me, heard me do this. Um, we talked about two things when it came to the salvation. One was mercy and one was grace. And there's a difference between mercy and grace. You know, grace is when you get something that you don't deserve, like a present. Mercy is when you don't get something you didn't deserve, like a punishment. And so I talk about, you know, like, you know, anybody in here ever had an issue where, you know, you did something wrong and your mom and dad, you thought for sure we're going to kill you. And almost all kids were like, raise their hand. Oh, yes, yes. But they did and they showed mercy. And then I would well, share a story. So like one of, the stories that, one of the stories that I share is I share, you know, when I was in third grade, I went, you know, we were on, we were on summer vacation and we went into one of these souvenir shops. And it was, it was really cool because we we're in Myrtle Beach. And I remember as we're getting ready to walk into the store, and I turned, and my dad turned around, and he looked at me, and he said, "What every parent says to a kid when they walk into a store, what do you think that is?" And the kids all know that, and they think it's funny. Okay, and I go, "You know what?" And I listened really good for for at least a good minute, minute and a half. You know, 
But as I was kind of walking back, I kept seeing things and things were kind of cool. And then this one thing caught my eye, and that's when you pull out your whatever your prop is, you know? And it was a ship inside of a bottle. Anybody ever see one of these like this before? What's so cool about that, I was like wondering, mm, how did they get that ship in there? That's so amazing. And, and I lost track of time. And when I looked up, I didn't see my mom and dad. And I thought, oh, I'm lost. You know, anybody ever had that feeling? Relatable to them, okay? I tell them how I went to put the, 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 uh, the ship back on the shelf and was going to run the other direction to find my mom and dad, except for the ship didn't make it all the way on the shelf. And it fell. And it didn't bounce. It shattered. And then, of course, all the kids were like, <gasps> and, and I was like, but, it, but you know, when it shattered, I think it was also magical because when it shattered, my dad magically appeared at the end of the hallway <laughs> or at the end of the aisle, you know? And I said, like, did the only thing a third grader could do at this time. I bawled my eyes out, you know? And I said, not just like the little tears, you know, when the snot's running down your nose and stuff, the kids all, you know? But again, you're creating that mental picture because this is something that everybody's kind of gone through. So whatever you do, like again, that takes time, that takes intentionality, and sometimes what happens is, is we stop short in creativity because it takes too much time, takes too much intentionality, and, it, and it's hard for us to do on a consistent basis. But kids are worth it. So my, my thing would be is, I, I, you know, especially when it comes to storytelling and what we're doing, this is, the cha- this is, this is what everything uh, bounces on, it's my opportunity to be able to speak truth into these kids' lives. You know, to be able to bring the, the Bible to life, to show them how relevant it is, how important it is to have a relationship with Christ. I need to make that as crystal clear for them as I possibly can. And the last thing I'd want to do is say, well, you know what, I didn't make the point the way that I wanted to because what I really wanted to do, it would have just taken too much time. That's a, that's a, that's a terrible excuse. You know, that's a cop-out excuse. I wouldn't want to, you know... I would think that as, as people that are, uh, as our Great Commission is telling us to, to go and reach, you know, generations for Christ, we got to do whatever it takes, you know, and that requires creativity. So it took me a little while to find, like, a, a ship in a bottle or, you know, or different things that would work, you know. It just requires, it requires some intentionality. And, and, and really, when you, who in here it has, like, hardly any funds in their budget? Anybody like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. So like your budget's very limited. So that causes, budgets are great because they cause you to be ultra creative, right? <laughs> ultra creative. So there's a place that also that I go to that for ideas and stuff like that when doing storytelling and doing props or setting up you know, uh, um, things for, uh, you know, uh, like thematic stories. It's a place called Mantrist. I don't know if you ever heard of Mantrist. Uh, it's Pinterest, but that's but I, I call it Mantrist. But yes. So no, the Pinterest. It's 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 absolutely it's, it's awesome. So and, and there's so many different great ideas that you can get in there, and, and ways that you can do things like really cheap. There's a lot of DIY stuff in. It's really cool when you get a creative team around you because they get to do all that stuff. Our, our set on our stage actually change out, changes out every month. We have a team that does that. I don't even do that. There's a whole team of ladies that come in and they love doing that. They love changing it out. 
and they're they're building like we did something uh, that was called power up over the summer where it was like a super mario kind of theme and they're like using like these foam balls from michael's and kind of creating you know like and tubes of you know used wrapping paper to create and painting it and using it to create these different characters from mario or whatever just some cool things that help again set the environment that oh you know kids all recognize these things and you're using it as a springboard to teach some biblical truths it's really really cool when you when you have a team that surrounds you with that any questions on storytelling the other thing when it comes to storytelling i would never let anybody go up there and tell a story like this today kids we are going to learn about Joseph, Joseph, yes, he had a coat, you know, like, you know, you wouldn't want them to reading from the script. You want them to know the story because, again, kids, kids really can pick up on, you know, if somebody's really engaged, if somebody really cares about them. Um, so let's talk about this last group, and this could be, you know, we, we, do, uh, we do what's called small groups, okay? They could be Sunday school or whatever. It's more of your intentional one-on-one time. Uh, so, and, and it's, it's different for every age group. So our small group time is actually a little less for our kindergartners, or in our kindergartners, but our, our preschool, because they'll have a couple different activities and we do a lot of things that are repetitive for them, like where we tell the story over and over again. So where coloring pages work out great because they can be coloring a picture of Jesus and you're retelling the story that you just told in large group as they're coloring this picture, you know, you're reiterating that truth, Coloring pages and word searches don't necessarily work for fourth and fifth graders. I wouldn't hand a coloring page to a fifth grader because it's going to turn into a paper airplane. You know? Or paper basketball. Or paper basketball. Yes. So, but, and then, then, then as kids get older, now fourth and fifth grade, do you know that our, our large group time is actually probably about 10 minutes? And that's where we, what we do is we, we, we introduce the tension. So we, we, reworked how we do our service program. So when, we, when they come in and they start, we kind of do, we'll do maybe a game that'll kind of kick off kind of what we're gonna talk about. And uh, we had, for example, we had a couple weeks ago, and this is, this is when we were using the grapple um, curriculum. And grapple's really good. It's, it, they don't, like, uh, they haven't updated it, but it's, it's still available, it's through group. But uh, it's all question-based and stuff like that. So it's attention-based. and. It was, is there a sin that's so so big that it can get you out of heaven? So our our whole large group time, what we did is we're like, okay, let's talk about that. And so kids are like, uh, yes, no, yeah, you know, like, no, there's no sin, you know. And and the person up front, they knew their, their job was to create the tension not to resolve it, okay? So uh, I was leading one of the services, and, and they were like, okay, you know, no, there's no sin. So we, some people in history. So like, oh, so you're saying that if Adolf Hitler uh, said he was really sorry and he asked God forgiveness, would he go to heaven? And then of course everybody's like changing their whole mind. You know, like, oh, that's you know, like, what, what is that? What does that look like? But what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into our small groups and we're gonna look up some verses and you guys are gonna find the answer. Because if you're pointing them to the Bible in a small group, the whole idea is for them to go look it up and discover it for themselves. What do you think they're going to do with that answer? They're going to own that answer. They're going to own that answer. And kids at, from fourth grade all the way through middle school, they learn way better conversationally than they do uh, experientially. You know, 
whereas kids in kindergarten to third grade, they, they love the experience, but biblical truths and stuff like that, they're starting to formulate some questions and ask some questions. So you want to be able to provide a space for them to ask those questions and team them up with great, well, well-equipped small group leaders. Okay? And being creative in how you do it. So we have tables now. We used to we used to just sit in circles of floors. We used to be in hallways. Whatever works. You know, now in, in our new environment, we 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 designed where we actually have booths that kind of with walls all the way up the sides and allows for a one to eight ratio and it's it's pretty tech savvy, but 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 we did it before without any of that stuff. And we just did it in circles on the floor. I mean, literally out in the hallway and, and uh, small groups would be going on, uh, you know, and our small group time for them is about 25 minutes. And we find out a lot that um, some of the kids end up, um, um, that's not even not enough time. And it's usually for the girls, not for the boys. You know, the girls can go on and on and on. Yes. No, but, but it's funny because like, I still remember when my daughter was in fifth grade, she'd come home and she'd tell me what happened on the playground. And it would take her about an hour to tell what had happened during the span of five minutes, you know. So, you know, where boys, it's like, eh, whatever, you know. My boss told me one time, he said, you know, he says, a man, when he asks you a question, he wants a sip of water, not to hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But that's okay. That's, but that, and it's, it's great because that helps you again, creativity. I've got a tailor my small groups differently, which is going to require time, effort, consistency, intentionality. So I've got to think through it through the lens of everybody. That's what creativity really requires. Everybody's got it in them. I can't tell you the answers of what's going to work for you. The creativity is actually inside of you and the team that God surrounded you with. So like for me to give you answers and say, oh, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. That wouldn't be right because you know what? You know, you lead your ministry. You know what's going to work in your area. It's surrounding yourself with the right people that's going to help foster those conversations. Those conversations help, uh, again, move that creativity forward. And then you make it happen. The idea is to make it happen. And it's not going to happen overnight. And it's got to constantly be something that you, that you do over and over again. You know, it's just like parenting. You know, you got to do it over and over and over again. So I'll show you a couple pictures. And these are some environments that, that have been done. And <clears throat> again, some of them are a little bit kind of, maybe a little bit more over the top or whatever. Um, this was in a, this was in a. Uh, was that your Mario one? That was the Mario one. So, so, and they did, they did all this. And you know what that is? That's, that's just foam. Yeah. Foam from Home Depot. Wow. Foam from Home Depot. And they love doing it, you know. What we did is we have about 25 to 30 ladies that come up during the week and they help prepare. All we've done is we provide childcare and they come up on a Tuesday, you know, because a lot of moms already have their kids in school and stuff like that. They love the coming and connecting. So from nine to 12, you know, and they love creating like environments like this. This is in a temporary environment. That's in a temporary environment. You do the same for them, you tell them this next week, I want to do this. Yeah, well, and we just like, hey, you know, it's going to be like kind of a power up and we were thinking kind of Mario, what were you guys going to do? And that, that's pretty much it. And then they, they go with it. They go with it. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, for example, then, okay, here's another one. Okay, so this is the stage. There's nothing huge about the stage. And, and, and what's, what's funny is the stage, it's, 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 uh, it's just plywood that's painted, painted black. And they took those little foam sheets that you get at Home Depot for six bucks. And they painted them. 
and they did some like spray paint kind of swirls on it and they put a spaceship and they did uh, paper lanterns mm -hmm. that they spray painted and voila there's your space kind of theme you know again you see who, who's leading worship there they kind of see themselves up there doing you know it's very important to, to get kids involved and now yes fire away now i may be wrong but the majority of them in your picture look like girls so how do we engage there's boys boys there's there's four boys okay there. well from my experience yeah. the majority of the time you get the fourth and fifth grade boys and they don't want to have anything to do with the stage um so how yeah. How could you engage them in such a way that they would want to get up and leave? Well, that's where you call this. So this is the other thing. So like when we found this for, for specific boys and two, we've also gone and personally asked them to do it. They're like, hey, you know what? I know you get out there. Would you be willing to come up there? This is so cool that you get to be a leader, kind of do this. You tell them that they get to make a difference and that they're being a leader to others by doing that. Oh, yeah, yes, sir, Mr. Bill. I would love to do, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know. They, they love that because you're you're in, you're encouraging something that they're kind of doing. Like if you yeah. see a boy that's out there that's doing the motions and stuff like that, man, you do such an awesome job. It'd be so cool if you did that up on stage, you know, because I know that because you would do it, you got to get some of these other guys to do it. You know, you know like they, they really, that really, you know, yeah. that little pat on the back really just spurs them on. Um, Here's a picture, and this is this. So this is a theme a space environment that was done in one area. This is just from another church. So this is, uh, and I, I'm not even sure what church this is from, but that's just that's just a foam tube and some cardboard and some boxes, and they just yeah, exactly. That's all they did was just find find some different things that you can get anywhere. Dollar store has some amazing things you could do with pool noodles, all that stuff. Again, Pinterest is a great. Um, uh, feeding ground for different types of things and, 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 and changing it out from time to time is huge. Now who in here does the BBS? Okay. So next door they're doing a thing on BBS. Would you say you go all out for your stage in BBS, right? Yes. So your stage at BBS is amazing. It's probably better than your stage during the week, right? But it's but it's more than what you would you would you know. But if you had a stage, like so that's what I'm saying. Like so, if you had a stage, why wouldn't your stage look like that? You know, why wouldn't you put that intentionality into it? Oh, it's just a lot of work. It's this this. Well, you you break it down into simple steps and you do it with people. You have teams. You have teams, and let's say even in this room. All you're doing, you make a focal wall, you put a couple little panels back here to kind of illustrate, or you have something that's that's uh, thing. you don't even have to have a stage, you know? And some people say, well, I don't, I don't even have an area that we, I could do like a riser. One of the things that we did is we just put uh, 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 the little vinyl planks on the floor, and, and uh, like wood, and that was, uh, I'm sorry, um, and just kind of made it look like a stage, but it's just the vinyl little planks, you know? So, and it wasn't even raised up. It was just kind of even with the carpet. So it was a great way of us to kind of make a stage without making a stage. And it was really inexpensive. Um, this is what our current small group space looks like for third and fourth, or for fourth and fifth grade. These are just booths. And uh, again, we just did high walls because uh, to keep the uh, conversations kind of going and, and it's the idea from the restaurant you know around the table and what we found is that kids engage way way more around the table so even if you put some tables and chairs like just for them to sit around and kind of face each other and have a leader 
it's just a great way of doing small groups. It's an absolutely phenomenal great way of doing small groups. The older that they get, give them a chair. Otherwise, they're going to roll around and be all over the place. So they're kind of all locked in. So um, another cool thing, and I, I put this up there. This was a great idea that I saw how they did the Bible. So like they have this and they wheel this. This is not even at our church. This is at another church. They wheel that out every Sunday when they do their Bible story. They have it off to the side. And their Bible story is located in one of those books. So they'll go and they'll grab it. And again, it's that constant reminder. Where do we go for the, oh, this, and that's in the, is that in the New Testament? Is that in the Old Testament? What a simple idea, right? That's a, it's, it's a very easy, easy idea. Um, this, is, uh, this is our fourth and fifth grade environment. This is just where they kind of, uh, they're doing just the, the, the 10 minutes beforehand where we have a, the, the storyteller that's up there kind of introducing the topic. You know, but they sit on the floor for that, you know, but when they go for the longer session, they're, they're sitting in a chair. Does that make sense? Um, and this is also kind of, this, so that's what the Lego wall looks like. And it's very popular. It's a lot of fun. And it's so cool to build stuff with kids. And it was really, really easy. And then last picture that I have, this is just kind of what we did for, um, rendering that's kind of what our room looks like without kids in it um and this the the loft is for third graders because you know only third graders get to go up there because we want to create a special place for them <laughs> because you know they're 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 a little cool you know so again everything that we do is done with intentionality does that make sense everything that we do is done with intentionality and it's done filtering through all those uh, understanding that all those things have to happen for creativity to work we have to put in the time, we have to put in the intentionality, we have to put in the effort uh, and, the, and the consistency, and we can't do it alone. What questions do you guys have? We have like uh, five, five, ten more minutes. Our church is very small and we just have, we're just now trying to reestablish a children's program. Mm -hmm. And so it's very small. And so a lot of that's all big scale. So I'm, what I'm doing is I'm trying to I'm reaching out to some of the, some of the smaller churches that I know of mm -hmm. to see what they do yeah. and kind of get some ideas. You know, because yeah. I mean, I, I like that song, Dream Big, but you yeah. got to start somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, know. first church I served at, we met in a hallway of a banquet facility. I started out with four kids. But that sounds you know, like, okay, and so sometimes when we, I mean, like we just dress up in different characters or whatever, you know, like again, just ways to be able to, to make it come to life. Use whatever you have. That's why, you know, when, when they ask me to talk about creativity and I save the pictures for last, because the last thing I want to do is like show you, oh, this is cool. This is what creativity looks like. This is what creativity looks like. Well, that's not true because creativity looks like whatever you guys can create in your own environment. That's because true. It's, because it's that, different that's for everybody. That's beyond what we can do, you know, capable of right The now. worst thing I could do is come in here and tell you what you need to do in your environment. That's not right because God placed you as the leader of your environment. The only thing I, I want to do is I want to be able to inspire you the way that I've been inspired to not do it by myself and to follow these principles and to be committed to putting the time, intentionality, and consistency behind what I do. That's it. That's really all it is. And empowering other people to come alongside because that's not about me. It's about the mission of, of the church. It's about what we are, what we're doing. So, um, any other questions? 
So I did I did that well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions or comments or whatever, please feel free to email me. Uh, it's just Bill at BethlehemChurch.us. Um, and, and the crazy thing is, we found that what we do at one campus, because we have three campuses, what we do at one campus does not work in another campus. So we have different creative teams for each campus because it would be kind of crazy for us to have one creative team at our main campus. Well, we've got another campus over here that's completely different. So how we do students at our at our main at our main campus is different than how we do it at our 211 campus. But you got to have people that kind of speak into that, and you know, again, that's just understanding there's no set way that everything has to happen you can actually play with a role or with the with how much time you put in each uh, segment of your service the order that you do your service be creative with that you're not locked in that everything has to be this this and this you want to think of how a kid learns best and build it on that awesome all right let me pray for you guys and you guys can head on the rest of your day dearly father lord i just thank you so much for just how amazing that you are and that, Lord, that we get the opportunity week after week to, uh, again, speak truth in the lives of these kids. Lord, I just thank you for just this conference. I thank you for the Georgia Baptist uh, Convention. Lord, I just thank you for just uh, uh, all the the, uh, the giving that's gone on to make just this conference happen. I pray you would just bless the rest of our time. Uh, give us safe travels home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys.